Drilling fluids touch just about everything in the drilling process. We're here to deconstruct the drilling process and drilling fluid concepts to provide a deeper understanding of our industry. In each episode, we'll share information, talk to interesting people, and maybe share a few stories along the way. Welcome to The Flow Line, a production of AES Drilling Fluids, brought to you by Matt Offenbacher and Justin Gautier. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of The Flow Line. Matt, how are you doing this rainy Monday? I'm doing all right. See, yeah. I, I come in really early, so I didn't deal with any of the rain. I just looked out my window and saw how that everyone else was doing it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, beating traffic is great. I went downtown this morning and it took me roughly about an hour. Normally, from Katie, it takes me about 40 ish minutes. And a combination of everyone going back to school, you know, Mondays are typically crazy, but not as crazy as it was. And, and certainly the weather, too, which the weather's getting a hold of us now. I, uh, I traveled last week and both flights were delayed. And a gentleman I was sitting beside said that he'd uh, he'd been having a lot of delays lately. And he reminded me that, you know, we're basically right in the middle of hurricane season. And the first half of hurricane season really hasn't been much of a hurricane season. So I don't know if it's just all going to pile up on us here at the end. I mean, I don't know. Is that you're familiar with Houston weather more so than myself? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, there was always a running joke growing up. It'd be like, oh my gosh, we're in a drought. And then it was like, well, we'll get it all back in one weekend. You know, <laughs> you'd be like 15 inches behind on rain and then you'd get it all. Right. And so, I mean, thankfully it's been dispersed out a little bit, but we are seeing a lot of rain. And then, you know, hurricanes, you know, to not have any named storms so far, I think is kind of weird. There's been like wind shear and some other stuff. Space City weather, great follow. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it is five years since Harvey. You know, I was kind of going through my timeline and oh, yeah. going through some of that. and It was of, in September, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, well, wait, I'm trying to remember the exact dates because I, I, there's a bunch of five-year anniversary stuff. Oh, geez. And just, I don't know, kind of having that emotional reminder of all that. In fact, yeah, because my pictures, it was five years ago as of a couple of days ago. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we're right in the thick of it and could be. Yeah, and September is usually worse, and I mean, it's going to be worse because it hasn't been anything, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, the, obviously, warm water in the Gulf is always a concern, and yeah, all that kind of, so, I mean, we'll see, it's, every year, it's, the quite, you know, be prepared, that's the best you can do, right? Yeah, no, someone was telling me, I think, th- that the farmer's almanac was saying that this winter is going to be pretty nasty, so, again, to be able to predict the weather, I mean, heck, we can't predict most things when it's weather related. But yeah, so either way, we definitely have had some rain here in Houston. And if anyone's traveling from now till the end of November, uh, yeah, it could be a little shaky, especially around the Gulf Coast. But hopefully for everyone out there, you know, everyone's staying safe. And there's been actually Dallas got a crazy flood there yeah. not too long ago. So, you know, shout out to to Dallas and then hearts go out to the folks who were impacted there. That was pretty nasty. That was like yeah. last week, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was crazy because, you know, we're used to that in Houston and then up there to see the Trinity River blown out of its banks and mm-hmm. um, cars flooded and everything. So, yeah, yeah just uh, everyone just needs to just... You know, be safe and, and be be aware and hopefully plan for, for the worst. But anyway, this is not a weather forecast uh, update podcast. But although, you know, getting closer to October, I heard there's a few injuries, Matt. I mean, what's going on in the Astros world today? We're all uh, tossing and turning about Justin Verlander's calf. Yeah. He left the game basically trying to cover first. And mm. the fact that we don't have any update yet, I think, is more of a good sign because if it was like, oh, no, he needs surgery, like... It would sort of be like a done and dusted thing. So hmm. hopefully it was just like a little tweak and he was being cautious and he'll be welcome back in the rotation very soon. 
old Chaz McCormick uh, dislocated his pinky. Uh, they really didn't need to replay that many, as many times as they did. Um, <laughs> was it bad? <laughs> it was just like, it was It was exactly what you think a dislocated pinky. It was like bent back. And you're uh, just like, Ew. <laughs> And uh, it was like just really unnecessary still shots. Yeah. But I guess he'd done it before, so he just popped it back in and th- really? taking her easy. But he should be back soon. Oh, Aledmus Diaz should be back soon. Jordan still dealing with the hand thing. Just, but it's it's August. You know, it's heal up, rest up. It's got a fairly easy schedule. So let's, uh, you know, but don't don't get ahead of yourselves, but be ready for October. All right, the road to October. Yes. I love it. As they say it. Right. So uh, on the drilling fluid side of things, Matt, because that's what we're here to discuss, you had a great topic today. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, before we dive into it, how you came up with it. You know, it sounded like a little bit of a story behind the, the topic today. Yeah, so the the topic I'd suggest that this is actually covering more than than what the conversation lied in, but uh, a comparison between what's the difference between a friction reducer, an ROP enhancer, and a lubricant? Because we use these things interchangeably, and I was actually having a conversation with a customer, and we were talking about a lubricant additive, and they were like, right, and you know, I'll have less pump pressure, and that'll help a lot too. And I was kind of like, I don't, I don't think I understand. And I think where we were getting mixed up was what a friction reducer does versus a lubricant. And so I, I was like, you know what? Why don't we go on the podcast and, and explain the difference and, and why those nuances matter? Right. You know? No, I, I think it's a great question. And it's something that, you know, we, we may sometimes take for granted or, you know, it, it could be, you know, what someone would think is a dumb question. You know, someone out there probably has the same question. So there, in, in my opinion, especially when you're talking about drilling fluids, there's really no dumb question. Not to say this was, but someone might say, well, yeah, a friction reducer and an ROP enhancer, like, duh. But then if you were to ask them to explain it, maybe not be able to. So I think it's it's great. And so here to sort of describe and, and compare and contrast the friction reducer, ROP enhancer, and lubricant. So let's kick things off with a friction reducer, Matt. How would you describe that uh, type of product? So this is fluid friction. So this is, this is where we get our terms intermingled. One, it's completion folks talk about this all the time. We talk about friction, like torque and drag, uh, uh, pipe on pipe friction. Right. This is fluid friction. So we know that when we put, we like turbulence, right? We want turbulence to convey cuttings. And in fact, part of some of the papers we've published are that when you thicken the fluid, yes, it reduces your, alters your flow regime so you don't have turbulence, which could lower your pump pressures, except for you're going to have more cuttings to convey. And that can be another issue with circulating pressures. So But the deal here is when we talk about completions, think about fracturing fluids, right? So it's mostly water. And I'm pumping it at a really, really high rate with lots and lots of horsepower. I mean, when we did my uh, much drawn out rig visit where I bragged about going to a rig, um, (laughs) it's one of those, you could just look and see the frack jobs going on off on the horizon by the smoke, you know, the emissions from all of the horsepower of diesel and Mm. all that. So the idea is it's critical if I want to keep up those really high rates, break up that rock, that if I could lower the pressure required, I don't need as much horsepower, right? So this is basically adding a polymer, usually a polymer, other things will do it, but that'll put you in laminar flow instead of turbulence. So when you're pumping at a really high rate in these narrow spaces that the fluid doesn't bounce up against the sides, it goes down, um, Uh. goes a straight path. And when we talk about, uh, you know, friction reducers or FRs, you know, the thing is that because they're polymers, 
they like th- think about like a PHPA or something, which will provide some viscosity. A lot of these are acrylamide based, so very similar family. They do actually provide a little bit of lubricity because they coat the metal surfaces and and might actually lower torque, but that's not their intended purpose. And we qualify a friction reducer with a flow loop. So, you know, one of the our old our old lab, one of the reasons it was so long was that you needed like 20 feet to run one of these flow loops for friction reducer testing and qualification. And our sister company, JCAM, use it, you know, they've got their own space and, and use it there. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of a something to keep in the in our back pocket. So friction reducers, their principal application is not metal on metal friction. It's fluid flow friction. Gotcha. So for, for the mud folks out there, you know, that is this something that could be used in the drilling application or is it mainly completions? So there are certain applications where it might fit, mostly with like a clear fluid where you're doing something kind of nuanced. But the main thing is you got to keep in mind that these polymers don't suspend anything. They're just going to add viscosity, which means you're going to need more pump rate. Mm. And the other thing is like, they'll sort of undermine a lot of your objectives. Gotcha. I'm not saying never. And in fact, we use some of these polymers, but they stick to solids. Many of them do as well. So we're using them as flocculants. We're using them for, for other thinners, that kind of thing. Gotcha. But for the purposes of lowering our pump pressures, probably not because whole cleaning matters more. Gotcha. No, that's that's a great explanation. And again, it's like we can't, you know, talk in absolutes here because there may be, like you said, the possibility of an application where something like this might be used. But generally speaking, you know, this mm-hmm. would be something that would uh, be used in a in a frac uh, environment. Yes. Um, so moving on to, and this is obviously something in the drilling world, ROP enhancer, aka rate of penetration enhancer. Matt, how would you uh, describe this component? So this is one of the esteemed components in a high performance water based mud, right? You've got uh, your yes. amine. You've got your encapsulating polymer and then an ROP enhancer. A lot of times this gets crossed over with a lubricant. I mean, it could be a lubricant. It will probably, it's predominantly for anti-accretion or bit balling though. So the mechanics of it are a little bit different because it's designed to interact with the filter cake. So basically penetrate it after the cake is formation, not necessarily a relationship with metal surfaces after cake's formed. Sorry about that, grammar. (laughs) Um, but so this is all about mechanical specific energy. And so it's going to offer some lubricity if it's, you know, keeping that accretion from happening, particularly if you think about, you remember when we had Fred Dupriest on and he talked about bit balling is really about a unequal pressures. It's not about sticky clay. Mm -hmm. And so an ROP enhancer helps with those unequal pressures so that you're not just gumming up and, and trying to basically extrude clay out of the way, but actually help it break up and break away. Mm-hmm. So an ROP enhancer, a bit of the irony here is that they can, they're surfactants that generally could cross over as a lubricant, but their primary function or intent is that anti-accretion, anti-balling aspect. So the chemistry may be a little different. It could be blended with some other stuff that adds some lubricity, but the irony, of course, the other part of it, it's helping you get weight on bit. Guess what a lubricant's doing? It's helping you get weight on bit, but you're losing energy through torque. Right. Here, you're losing energy because you're gummed up against the, the clay or the formation. Gotcha. 
Okay. No, that's that's perfect. And so moving on to the third one, a lubricant, which we're all very familiar with here in the drilling fluids world, especially for if you're drilling with water-based mud. Yeah. So here we're talking about a focus on metal metal surfaces, right? So overall torque reduction, extending pipe life, and this is driven by something that has an affinity for metal surfaces, generally speaking, something that's designed to lower the coefficient of friction between metal on metal. And so, I mean, it's almost like you can define this better since we sort of know what it is by telling you what it's not through explaining what a friction reducer and ROP enhancer are. You're, you're sort of left with everything else that we use in the drilling world to help us get to TD on the torque and drag aspect or mitigating it. Gotcha. So they all obviously have similar concepts, but are used in different ways. And and the chemistries are, I mean, I'm, there's lots of different chemistries, but for all extensive purposes, there's there similar chemistries. But again, each one is specific because a lot of times people say, oh, yes, you know, friction reducer and ROP enhancer. Yeah, same thing, but mm-hmm. but not really, you know, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the problem is friction reducer is even broad. So like there's another term called drag reduction additives. Right, which I think is a little more accurate, like yeah. pipe drag. But those drag reduction additives, usually that's the term, but sometimes it's called FRs for uh, pipelines. So just uh, think about yeah. how much, if you just add a little dose of polymer or a dose of something that alters the flow regime so you're not in turbulence and can lower pressure over miles and miles and miles. It obviously saves you on horsepower required to pump and, and all that kind of thing. So there are those that that, that kind of tie in what you see, I think I think there's two things. One, we get our terminology mixed up depending on where we come from. Another example is is breakers. So a breaker in fracturing is if you're using like a cross-link polymer or something, you might add an oxidizer that once it's once you're done with it, once you pump the job, it breaks the polymer to help everything flow back. So the fluid's not thick anymore. Gotcha. In reservoir drilling fluid world, a breaker is actually designed to to remove the filter cake. So go after the calcium carbonate and some of these other things. And so sometimes people would say, oh, do you have a breaker? And absolutely, oh, we're not talking about the same thing. Mm. And I think friction reducer is where I find myself, especially in unconventionals where you have people moving from the completion to the drilling side and vice versa, Yeah, where that school of thought sort of can introduce some confusion. And it's why I try and inform people about the way I'm using a term to make sure we're all on the same page and also be open-minded that maybe what somebody's saying is true in their world, but maybe not accurate or, or I don't know, reliable for what we're trying to do. Sure. So trying to pull all those apart, especially ROP enhancers and lubricants, because many of them are very, very similar products and chemistries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, and hopefully uh, that's cleared it up for the audience. And, and for those listening that, you know, if, if you'd like us to dive deeper in a certain topic, you know, we've done so in the past, but, you know, perhaps a refresher, you know, would, would be good. Just reach out to us. You can reach us at the full line podcast at AESFluids.com, or you can reach out to us on LinkedIn, send us a message, engage. And, and again, if you have any questions or thoughts, Matt, you know, we kind of, you touched on breaker and it, that being also kind of a term that is uh, somewhat loosely defined and perhaps, you know, in the, the next episode or one of the next ones coming up, we could kind of break that down a little bit further because it sounds like this similar confusion could happen with that uh, type of product as well. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone. Be safe. And if you're here in Houston or the Gulf Coast, uh, just be prepared for some possible weather coming up and go Astros. Matt, anything else, buddy? Go on a website and look up what a hurricane preparedness kit looks like. (laughs) That too. Um, Because it's 
the other thing I will add is it's not if the hurricane necessarily hits you. It's the two weeks to get power that sucks. Yeah. No. So. And you know, it's, it's in you, you know, you kind of comically, you know, looked that up or, you know, when you said it, I kind of giggled, but you know, it, perfect example i was up in the woodlands uh going to see an operator and i was at the gas station and a gentleman pulled up behind me and and started talking to me and naturally i kind of was like whoa this you know what's going on and you know but then it was actually a gentleman who had just moved here from ecuador who didn't know how to open the gas cap on a rental and so he said excuse me sir and you know and help him out and next thing you know he had just moved here with his family from ecuador to houston and and so i think you know as the oil and gas and energy activity continues to to ramp up we're getting a, a large influx of people from you know out of state out of country so if anyone is you know recently moved to houston that's a good thing to look up is prepare yourself for hurricane season absolutely awesome well thanks again everyone until next time take care thanks for listening please tune in next week for another exciting episode of the flow line And remember, may your returns always be full and your trips always smooth. Views expressed in this program belong to participants and not their employees. The program is for informational purposes only and cannot take the place of seeking professional advice. Copyright AES Drilling Fluids.